You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom Bracha. This is Divrei Zikaron and Torah from uh, from Shulam David Halevi Salvechik, known as Rabbi David Salvechik, Zeichat Sadek Lukodesh Lavrocha, who was Nifto, um, Yudches, Shvat. Um, we are still Betay Chashloshim, and uh, the whole Tayravelt is mourning and recognizing uh, the greatness of Rab David and the Tayra of Brisk in general. Um, there were thousands and thousands of Talmidim, as we said, that we could have turned to, um, and I did a, a little bit of a search to find, and I was uh, to be Masig, one of one of the most stellar students of Reb David Salvechik, someone that I had the uh, disgust to have a connection to through our mutual work in Dirshu, of uh, Shlomo Cinnamon, who is uh, Ram in Mesifte Teir Vedas, but is also the Reish uh, the Marida Asra of Kal Teira and Kail Dirshu in Flatbush, uh, the author also of uh, incredible Sefer uh, on Chumish. Now uh, its third volume has been published, the Sefer Eish Tomid. Rav Cinnamon, on the most shortest notice, Mamish Kemaisa Rabcha, in turning being Nene, you answered the call quickly and, 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 and to come out of the blue uh, to be able to speak with us about Hagoyin uh, Hagodol with Divrei Teira and Divrei Zechreinus. So I'm going to ask everyone to please to stay muted. Uh, if and I'm going to now ask Rav Cinnamon uh, to please begin speaking. Okay, thank you very much, and uh, it's a really special schus to utilize the medium of uh, of Zoom to speak about Ma'ivirabi Maron. I'm going to be shul David Alevi Salvechik Zatzal, and uh, I'll just uh, preface my remarks that I always used to wonder, I remember once taking, it was must have been around eight years ago, I was there, I came back to Eretz Yisroel to participate in the Aguda Yar Chekala, and I went to visit my Rebbe, Reb David Zatzal, and while I was there, he said he has to go out for a walk or to take care of something and walk towards Rechov Malche Yisroel. And as we were walking, he asked me if I would come along with him, and as we were walking, he said to me there was a big tumult and there was a lot of noise in the street and big signs, Kederach Yerushalayim, Merakodesh. And he was looking at each sign and then he turned to me and he said in his special type of truism, and he said to me, Ich punish kentainus of the Welt. I don't really have anything against this world. But then he said, Ich bin von an anderer Welt. I'm really from another world. He told me, I saw Reb Simcha Zelik, and I heard him say when they offered him to go to the Knesia Gedeula that I don't go anywhere. And if I would go somewhere, I would go to Reb Chaim Velozhin's caver. He said he remembered standing with his father, the Briskarov, the Emo Viyira, when the Briskarov went in to converse with Reb Chaim Oizer in Vilna. And Reb Chaim Oizer came out and gave him, after he came out, if he finished talking to the Briskarov, he gave Reb David a tap on his back, almost as a compliment. 
And Rav David uh, other times expressed how he saw, and when he was a little boy in the house of the Briskarov, he saw someone saying Ashi Yotzar with Givaldika, with tremendous Kavona and Vekus. And he went back to ask his father, the Briskarov, who, who, who that was. And he told him that was Rav Baruch Ber. And Rav David said he's still deriving Yerushamayim from observing Rabbi Be'ez Ashi Yatsar. So he was expressing, I really am in the world, but I'm from a different world. So I can't really relate. But at the same time, Rabbi David related to us. We were American Bachrim coming to Eretz Yisrael from a different world. And Rabbi David still was able to connect and to transmit the Torah that he received with Masiris and develop such deep relationships in Torah Vavoida, and he created a doyer of people who are Mukushu were tied to him, believe in Nefesh. Every time you came to him and he recognized you with those shining Kedushadika eyes, you felt a sense of electricity running through you, that you're connected to somebody who was connected to so many prior doyers, and it was and was, was deeply entrenched in the Beis Harav. That was something that he was able to be on both sides. He was able to be from a world of a prior world, a Kedushadika world, a Taharadika world, and at the same time able to connect to us, who we saw ourselves as peeny people and people who don't have that kind of connection. Maybe at the end I'll be able to speak about it. So even though we're on a Different kind of Reb David lived in his house on Rechov, almost 28, without a telephone, without even sent with heat, in a completely different environment. And we're talking on Zoom in the midst of, of such an upheaval in the world. But I'm sure, since it's Bederach HaToyra, since it's for Habatzas HaToyra, since it's for Chizik and Yerushamayim, this Yid who was so Davuk B'Toyra, and the Yerushamayim and the and the Havas Hashem utilizing these new mediums would be par for the course, would be something that he would he would look at us and say, look, Klal Yisrael, Chazu, Chazu Bonai, that are that are being mechadetin bepilpule oiraisa in order to uh, to to go further and to be mechazek ourselves and to be mechazek ourselves in our Havas Atayra. And Yerushalayim. In order to begin, I think it would be appropriate. We say That's the usual way we say about people talking about their lives and, and memories that they said is a zikaron. By is almost is almost goes without saying. His whole life was one long long saga of Masiris Atayra, cherishing and going over every Vart, every Dvartayra, every Ha'ora that he heard from his father, who was being Mamshech the Masiris from the Reb Chaim and from Valozhin and from the Nitziv. And he, and he cherished each Vart. He, he, he was miyakarit. He appreciated it. And so therefore, I think the Vreyam Heim Zechreinam here is Completely true. It's not even zechreinam. The is the mahus, is the object, is the 
is the description of the person is the devreim. So I want to say over something this week. And I'm going. I want to say over something that David said over in the name of his father with a little noifich of what he said. With Bez Hashem, a little bit, maybe a beer that I can add to explain what uh, what my Rebbe Reb David Zatzal said. But I'll begin with a kasha that he didn't ask, and then we'll come back to it. In Perik Aleph Mehilchus Shkolin, the Kiryas Sefer. Is Mefarish a Rambam? And he says that Noshim would not be Mechuyiv in Machtsis Ashekel. And he says, even though there's a Posik that Noshim are Pturais from Machtsis the Kiryas Sefer says principally Noshim would be Pturais from Machtsis Ashekel. And the reason is because it's a mitzvah Asei Shazman Groma. The only reason we need a Posik is since Machtsis Ashekel. Is Kaifer Nefesh, and we would think in the realm of Kaifer Nefesh, we would think that maybe Nashim would override the rule of Mitzvah Asesha's Mangrama and would be obligated Mukhuyavas. However, the underlying, the underlying reason they're Pturais is because it's a Mitzvah Asesha's Mangrama. This is also brought in the Me'iri in, in Mishnayish Kolim in Perik Aleph. In the Pirish Shekel HaKodesh from Maron Rab Chaim Kanievsky Shluter, he asks, why would this be a mitzvah sasei mangrama? Of course, tonight is going to be Rosh Chaydish. The halacha is mashmi and al hashkolim and Rosh Chaydish Adam. However, that is not always, that happens to be the opportune and ideal time to be able to do machzus HaShekel. But it's not a zman of the mitzvah. So why in turn would machzus HaShekel be a mitzvah sasei shahazman grama. Others want to say, it's brought from Talmidim of the Avnei Nezer, that the Avnei Nezer said, because you can't give it on Shabbos. So that would also be a mitzvah sasei which really, that would enter into a whole big question of, would that be enough to put something into the category of mitzvah sasei It's a sidebar effect that you can't do it on Shabbos. It's not a p- part of the essence of the mitzvah. Others want to say that there's some limud, machzus shekel would not take place at night. So since it's only b'yayim, we wouldn't say the rule of mitzvah seishas mangrama. And there's many, many, I saw in Polish Svarim, bring down different pshotim, why? But still, shver, why would machzus shekel be a mitzvah seishas mangrama? So I want to venture a thought based on something that Rabbi Maron said over in the name of his father. We know in Perik Aleph of Mesechtus Shkolim, in Perik Aleph Mesechtus Shkolim, Mishnah Gimel, there's a question if a father could give Machzus HaShekel for his son. So when his son, does he does he do Machzus Hashek? The Pashtus of the, the Mishnah, as learned by the Noise Kalim, seems to imply that it would be a Chinuch Dikahaloch. Just like we know that there's a Halacha, that even when one is not Mechuyif to do a mitzvah, so you give your cotton a Lulav, so too, even though Machzus Hashekel 
is not a chiyuv, it's not incumbent upon a cotton to do matzah zashekel. But if a father or he started giving the cotton, started doing the matzah zashekel, there would be a halacha to continue doing it. So Rabdovid said over in the name of his father, the Briskelov, there's a big shaila if this matzah zashekel started at 20 years old or, or, it's, or a person was a chiyuv at 13 years old. I don't want to get into the whole thing. It's around Ban and Kumish and others. If the, of course, there's a din of me, Ben Chaf. But is Ben Chaf in this Machsas HaShekel or in different Shkolem? Zokta Briskarov in a very cryptic way. And the Briskarov said, if the din of Machsas HaShekel would begin at 13, I understand there could be a din of Chinuch on Machsas HaShekel. However, the Briskarov said, if Matzah's HaShekel would begin at 20 years old, then he doesn't understand why the halacha would be that Matzah's HaShekel would have a din of chinuch. If it begins at 20, so why would the rule of chinuch apply to Matzah's HaShekel? Those words are really hard to understand. What's the difference when it begins? Does the mitzvah begin at 13, like all mitzvahs? Or is there a special rule by Matzah Shekel? It begins at 20, year old, at 20 years old. Well, how would that impact the rule of Chinuch? If there's a din of Chinuch, so Chinuch means before you become obligated, you should do it as an act of Chinuch. What's the difference? Why should there be a nafkamina if it begins at 13 or 20 to say if it begins at 20, there's no halach of, of Chinuch? Why would that be? So Reb David Zatzal, I think, added an addendum to his father's word. And Reb David explained it this way, but I'll explain it in my own way of what I think Mary Zatzal meant. Let's pose a question. What is chinuch? A person is obligated to do, to put on, to take a lulav when he's, from when he's 13 years old on sukkahs. When he's below 13, he has an obligation of chinuch to do the mitzvah. Let's pose a question. Is chinuch its own independent mitzvah of chinuch? So you're supposed to do it in order to train for the future. Or is no, chinuch is not a training act. It's not something about minor leagues, getting ready to do things for the future. Chinuch is the same mitzvah. There's a mitzvah of lulav that when you're 13, you're obligated. And there's a mitzvah of chinuch of lulav that even prior to when you're obligated, you do it in the, from the rule of chinuch and you do mitzvah's lulav. This has a lot of implications. Could you give a child a lulav that's not lochem, that doesn't belong to him on the first day? He doesn't even know about it. You tell him it's his. So in his ignorance, he thinks it's his. So he's doing the mitzvah in his own mind correctly. If chinuch is just a training, so you're training him correctly for the future to take lulav. But if chinuch is a mitzvah of lulav, you can't play games. You can't say the lulav looks good. It has to be the halacha of lulav. The only difference is a gadol is 
a mature person is obligated to do it from the mitzvah of Luluf, and a cotton is obligated from the din of Chinuf, but it's all in the, under the same rule and under the realm of the halacha of Luluf. So therefore, it's a mitzvah's Luluf. If we'll accept the second way, and I remember hearing very strongly in the Shiurim and Masechtas Erechen that Reb David said that it's the second way. It's a din in Luluf. Chinuch is mitzvah's Luluf. And there's a mitzvah to take the Luluf and has to be taken in its pristine, perfect way. And if not, you're not yet to the mitzvah of Chinuch. In Cain, now comes Reb David's part. In Cain, it's very deep. When a person is less than 13, it's just a question of chiyuv. Before he was 13, he wasn't obligated. After he was 13, he is obligated. So then he can do lulav before he's 13 as chinuch. After 13, he does it as the mitzvah. But after you're 13 and a mitzvah that begins at 20, it's not the pshat, you're not mechuyiv until you're 20. You're lacking maturity until you're 20. No, a 14-year-old is just as mature as a 20-year-old when it comes to mitzvahs. The rule of 20 years old is part of the cheftzah of the mitzvah. The mitzvah of machzah ha-shekel needs a 20-year-old. The 20-year-old is part of the act of the mitzvah. Just like it has to be sukkis to take a lulav, just like you need a kosher lulav, you need to be 20 years old to give machzah ha-shekel. The din 20 years old is part and parcel of the act of the mitzvah. It defines the mitzvah by doing it a 20-year-old doing it. Once it's not 13 or below, so it's not a question of, of chiyuv. The, the age impacts the maisa mitzvah in and of itself. So if you're less than 20 years old, it's not only a question of chiyuv, there's a lacking and there's a chesorin, there's something missing in the mitzvah itself. Therefore, Reb David explained, that's what his father meant. The briskerov meant that if the machzah ha-shekel would take place after that, the, that the, it only is on someone who's 20 or older, then the whole rule of chinuch would not apply because the rule of chinuch can only apply when it's a zman achiyuv. But if the person's age defines the Maisa Mitzvah, so when he's less than that age, there's no way to do that mitzvah at all. And therefore, there would be no rule of Chinuch. And that's the Pshat and the Mishkarach. It's really special to understanding this Havana, this nuanced Havana of why there's a difference when someone's 20 in Hilfus Matsa Shekel. In the Sechtes Kedushin Davchav Tes Amel Aleph, it's one of the most famous questions of Taisus. The Gemara brings a special posse that women are not obligated to make Mila on their sons on the eighth day. And the Gemara learns it from a posik, Oisoi Veloi Oiso. So Taisus asks, why do we need a posik? You can't make a Mila at night. So you can't make a mila until the eighth day. So if you can't make a mila until the eighth day, so mila by definition should be a mitzvah seishas mangrama because it has to be done 
on the eighth day. If it has to be done on the eighth day, so then that's also called Mitzah Seishah's Mangram. Tysus goes and gives a teretz, a sidebar teretz to this question. It's brought in the name of Reb Chaim Brisker, that Reb Chaim asked the question. If Tysus held in it, Tysus is, let's just say Tysus is teretz there in Kedushan. Tysus says, once a mitzvah starts and goes on forever, then it's not a, Tysus uh, gives a teretz, it's not a mitzvah Seishah's Mangram. Take Reb Chaim and Tysus is teretz in his kashrut. Toysus thought that the eighth day going forward is a mitzvah sasechah's mangram. So Reb Chaim posed the question, every mitzvah in the Torah should be a mitzvah sasechah's mangram. You know why? Because you don't, become, you don't begin doing the mitzvah until you're 13 years old or a, a woman until she's 12 years old. So then it's a mitzvah sasechah's mangram. Because every mitzvah begins when you're 13. And until you're 13, you're not mechoyev. Until the eighth day, you're not mechoyev in Mila. And that's why Taisus held it's a mitzvah saseh, shazman grama. So every mitzvah, instead of the eighth day, should be a mitzvah saseh, shazman grama. Because you can't do the mitzvah until you're 13. So that should automatically categorize every mitzvah as a mitzvah seishas mangram. And that obviously can't be. So what's the difference between the eighth day forward and 13 years old or 12 years old forward? Every mitzvah should be a mitzvah seishas mangram. And noshim should be turais. Obviously, Rav Chaim didn't hold it that seriously. He's asking a, a rhetorical question. Why is different 13 years old than the eighth day? Well, the answer is very obvious. And I think this is what Rabbi Chaim meant to bring out. 13 years old is a zman in the gavra. The person, not the mitzvah. The person is not obligated. He's not really to be obligated until, it's the, until he's 13. That is not connected to the zman ha-mitzvah. That's connected to the maturity and to the person. Is he, is he roi for the mitzvah? Or is he obligated in the mitzvah or not? That's not a mitzvah seishas mangrama. The eighth day of Mila is does something in the child. An eighth day oral, orla is royal Mila. It's not about age. It's not about chiyuv. So we see from Reb Chaim, if something is tolu in the chiyuv, in the gavra's chiyuv, that's not mitzvah seishas mangrama. But if it's an age that's tied to the cheftzishal mitzvah, like Mila, that would in turn make it into a mitzvah saseh, shazman groma. And since it would make it into a mitzvah saseh, shazman groma, so therefore Mila, twice resist, should be a mitzvah saseh, shazman groma. Masha'en came, bar mitzvah and bas mitzvah is not enough to make something into a mitzvah saseh, shazman In Cain, we can go back to our original kash. Lafina havona of Rudovitz itself, in the words of his father, the Moron Agrizatzal would be that 20 years old for the Haloch of Machtes HaShekel, Lefi, that sad, is not a chiyuv, is not a zman of obligation or not obligation, because then the rule of Chinuch would apply. What it is, is a halocha in the chepzah, in the essence of the Maisa mitzvah, in the act of the mitzvah of Machtes HaShekel, just like you need a Machtes HaShekel. So you need 
that there should be a 20-year-old. So the 20-year-old is a is a is an age in the mitzvah. So it's comparable to the Orla. If it's comparable to the Orla, so then the halacha would be that it would be a mitzvah seishas In Cain, we can understand on that level the words of the Kiryas Sefer and the, the words of the Kiryas Sefer and the Me'iri. Machzitz HaShekel would be a mitzvah seishas because the 20-year-old age that's necessary for Machzitz HaShekel is not a zman ha'chiyuv. It's a zman ha... It's a zman of the chefza of the mitzvah and therefore it would in turn be a mitzvah sa'aseh So I'm just adding an addendum. I once heard from a rabbi of mine who's young that there's a famous Kivega, everybody knows this Kivega. says women are pturais from Musuf. Davening Musuf. Dr. Kivega, why are not pturais from Musuf? Because Musuf was bought, bought, was purchased, the Karbonais, which one of them is the Karbon Musuf, was purchased with a with the shkolim that were given into the base hamikdash, and a, not an isha is ptura from giving shkolim, so therefore she's not obligated in the mitzvah of, the, of musaf, and therefore she's in turn does not have is not obligated to daven tefilas musaf. Well, the big question that's asked, it's quoted in the sefer, some Reish, and it's also the stipler brings it. People who are less than Ben Chaf, according to that sheet, don't either daven, don't either give shkolem. If they don't give shkolem, so they shouldn't daven Musaf. So if they shouldn't daven Musaf, so the halacha should be, they should they should neither daven Musaf. So I remember as a Bach asking this question, and I asked, I go in Reb Michal Shurkin Shlita, now in Eretz Yisrael, and I asked him this question. Why would, if Rabbi Kivega says, Nashim don't have a Muslim, someone less than 20 years old shouldn't have a Muslim. So he told me that he, er, in, earlier in his life, asked Rav Gustman Zatzal this question. And Rav Gustman said, he was a dying in the Besdin at a young age of Rabbi Chaim Oizer And Rabbi Chaim he said, he was there when Rabbi Chaim Oizer Someone sent up a bacher who was less than 20 to daven Musab for the Amid in Vilna. And Abchayim Moises said, no. He didn't let someone less than 20. So Rav Gustman said, maybe that's the pshat. Because Abchayim Moises was going according to Rav And just like women don't daven Musab, he held someone who's less than 20 shouldn't daven Musab. But I remember asking the question. He didn't tell the bacher not to daven Musab. He just told the Bacher not to daven for the Ahmed Musaf. So why, if we're going with this line of reasoning, that they're like Noshim, so then he should have put out a sign and a psak in Charles Vichuvah's Achiezer that someone less than 20 shouldn't daven Musaf at all. And so why was he only not allowing someone less than 20 to act as the Chazi and the Shliach Tzibur? Why didn't he go more drastically? and take it to its nth degree, and say that he shouldn't daven. So one would have to argue and say, no, when he's less than 20, he could daven musaf v'toyras chinuch. Just like you do mitzvahs when you're less than 13. So when you're from 13 to 20, 
and your whole matzah shekel starts at 20, so you can do your mitzvah, you can do your chinuch of matzah shekel, so you can do your chinuch of davening musaf, so you can daven musaf for yourself. But to daven for others, you have to have the same chiyuv. If your chiyuv is from chinuch, and someone older than 20 has the real chiyuv, so maybe he can't be might see you. So therefore the halacha would be, maybe that would be the pshat and Chaim Oizer, that was told to me from Rav Bustin to Rav Shorkin, that therefore he allowed somebody to daven, but he didn't allow somebody to daven for the Yomad. But if we go all the way back to what Rav David said over in the name of his father, the Briskarov, just mentioning all these names is a Kedushim Tara, and therefore is a Zichok. So therefore, the Briskarov says Chinuch would not apply on someone who's less than 20 to over 20. Because there the halacha would have to be that it would be such, there would be a din. And you could be machalik between the davening musaf because you're going to give the shkolim to the giving the shkolim of itself. Maybe ulaid is a makam, possibly a makam to be machalik. So therefore, that's what we said in the parsha shkolim. We began with a question of the pshat and the kiri sefer and the meiri that's asked by the sefer on Bua the sifri and others that they say it's a mitzvah seishas on grom So we said, why is it a mitzvah seishas on grom? And the question the Maharal Kaimis are brought in the sefer shekel hakodesh from Ron Rab Chaim Kanievsky Shluta Peirik Aluf Halocha Aluf of Rambam Hilchish Kolim. So we said over the vort of the briskerov that was said over by Rab David. That if there's if there's a din of chinuch hamatzah shekel should be a raya that it begins at thirteen and not at twenty, and we said the hezber of Reb David lefid varenu in the pshat of what lefi al biur that accord that what it would be tied to what the halacha of chinuch is. This is was the devreim names achreinam and there's so much thousands of verit thousands of things written down by Maron again Reb Mishulam David Alevi. I remember once hearing from Rip David that until he got married, it was almost like of his father, the Briskerov. He sat and at the Levaya at Rip David, the new Rosh Hashiva was taking over so ably, the place of his father. He mentioned at the Levaya that Rip David had tremendous chadushim, his own chadushim. Everything that he learned, every chazal, every gemara, it went it through with such an amelo, such a toil. And he had tremendous taira, but Rebelo said over at the Levi that his father told him that during the life of the briskerov, he never wrote down his own taira. He said for his own taira, he'll depend on his zikara and his memory. But he used to spend all his time when he can write writing down every little vart, every little ha'ora, everything that he heard from his father. There were notebooks and notebooks written, everything that he heard from his father. It was a tremendous, tremendous connection, tremendous an appreciation of everything that the Briskarov said. I heard him once say, Reb David, so it was a Shabbos, a few Shabbosim after he got married. So he spent the Shabbos in Bnei Brak. He almost had never spent the Shabbos separated from his father. And Matzah Shabbos, the people used to be Gedoyle Yerushalayim, who used to come and talk and learning with the Briskarov at that time in Yerushalayim, Reb Shmuel Rezovsky, Reb Nachum Partsovich, 
the Gedoyle Yeshivas Chevroim would come in and there would be a tremendous Tibuk Chaveirim and there would be a tremendous listening and with a Maimit Shaltaira listening to the Briskarov. So Reb David came running back from Benebrak as quickly as he could and he wanted to try to at least get the tail end of that Maimit, that Motzah Shabbos, that, as it was every Motzah Shabbos. But he got delayed and he was running in the street and he was coming towards the house and he was a few blocks away and he met somebody and the person told him, this Motzah Shabbos, that was pretty neat. There wasn't any big news. And Reb David just said over the, the person told him, you didn't miss too much. He met another person that was going further. He said, no, it was, it was old things. It was really no high office. As he got on the block of Rechov Press, where the Briskarov lived, on the corner, he met Reb Nachum Patsovich, the, the future Rosh Hashiva of Mir, Yerushalayim. And he asked Reb Nachum, what, did my fa- what, what happened there in my father's house? And he said, Reb Nachum held him on the corner for an hour, telling him the Chadushim he heard that Motzah Shabbos from the Briskarov. Reb David was telling us that because he was saying, when the Briskarov was saying Taira, it you had to listen with a tremendous concentration, a tremendous chashivus, a tremendous hakshove. And if you appreciated it and you stood there and you listened, it came out news, it came out new Taira, a new Matan Taira every time you were talking to the Briskarov. I heard once that David said they were in the room in Rukhov Press himself, Rabbi Shishmur Shapiro Zatzal Roshiva of Beryankiv, and Rabbi Avram Landau, the streak of Rebbe. They were all Talmidim Gidoilim of the Briskarov. And the Briskarov told them over a vart. And after he told them over the vart, they went out to the room outside the Briskarov's room. And the Briskarov, they started talking to themselves. And each one had a little bit of a different understanding of what the Briskarov said. And afterwards, they decided to go back in, and they went back into the Briskarov. And they asked him to say over the Vart one more time. And the Briskarov said, Briskarov said it over. And from his saying it over, they were able to understand, like one of the three started, and they walked out. And Ramosha Shmuel Shapiro started dancing with Reb David in the speak of Rebbe. So one of the Talmudim years later, when Reb David said this over, asked Reb David, so what was the dancing? It was a dance of Ahavis Atayra. And Reb David said, no, it was a dance of Matin Taira. It was a dance of being Makabal the Taira from the Briskarov, who was Makabal from Reb Chaim, who was Makabal from his Rabbeim, until Matin Taira. It was a clear that there were no Sveikis by the Rosh Hashiva Zatzal. He was sitting and giving over a Masoiris, a Masoiris that he was Makabal in Ishmi Piyish from Moshe Rabbeinu. And he was giving that over. That's why, that was the secret of how he was able to connect on such a nefesh level to Bochrim and Yingalite who came from different backgrounds from him. It's true he came from a different world. It's true he experienced Reb Simchazelik, experienced his father, experienced Reb Baruch Ber. He saw Reb Chaim Oizer at Galen Parim Moshe. How was he connecting to us guys from America? He knew who we were. He knew we were coming from a different place and time than he was. 
but he understood that was what he was doing was above time and place. What he was doing was matan taira. What he was doing was giving over a taira of anoichi Hashem alikecha that Hakadosh Baruch Hu said at matan taira. That had nothing to do with you were near, if you were shalayim, if you were the Talmidim of the Briskarov, those Gedoyle Yisrael who were sitting around his table in Vilmer of Kazan with Rav Sheps and, 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 and the Strikever and Moshe Shmuel Shapiro, just mentioning their names as a Kedusha Tahara. But that's the, that's the chain that Rav David was impressing upon us. And you know what we have to take out from that? We have to believe in ourselves. We have to believe that when we're teaching our children and when we're being mashbi upon others, we're links in the chain. I once asked David Zatzal, it was Parashu's boy, I was in Eretz Yisrael. And I asked him, it says in the Posik, Leman, the Abishta gave us Nisim Beneflois and Mitzrayim, Leman, Tesapel, Boznei Bincha. Uben bincha, Esa sherisalalti mimitzrayim, the yidatem ki ani Hashem. The Rishonim say that the taich, the definition of the translation of the word, the yidatem is, and you will know. So Laman, the Abishta said, Tisaper, you should say over, Bosne bincha, Uven bincha, what happened in Mitzrayim, the yidatem, and you will know. It should have said, Viedu, and they will know. I should say it over to them, because by saying it over to them, they will know. Why does it say, And you will know. So I remember if David took out at Hamadover, and he told me, maybe you mean people together. And then he said to me, What do you say? He asked me the question, what do you say? And I said to him, Maybe sometimes the mitzvah that's given to a person to say it over is in order that the person saying it over should know. When you know you have the responsibility to transmit the Torah and the Masairis to others, so then that's machazik and that strengthens in you that you have to know it. You have to believe in yourselves. And I got the ultimate compliment in brisk. He said, no, no. He said, oh, maybe I could agree with you. And that's the v'yedatem ki ani Hashem. If we're all part of it, we're part of that chain. That's how he was of us. That's how we have to be of ourselves. Or asiyas ha-mitzvahs. Like we said before, a ben chof goes into the cheftzah mitzvah. Being in the mechitza of the Rosh Hashivah, the Abishta gave me such a schus. I used to go back. I was just there last year. Exactly a year ago, plus a day, I was in the house of the Rosh Hashivah Zatzal, and he was saying shir. And they had a blown up Gemara on on And he was sitting with Bachem and Yingalite, and he was in a wheelchair, and he was gribbling. He was drilling into the Rashis back and forth, this Diyak and Rashi, Asheikh Ibn which he learned thousands of times. And he was sitting and doing it again and again with these small Diyukim and Rais back and forth. 
after this year, I had been told not to go over to him. They were protecting him. This was pre-COVID, but they were protecting him. But he noticed me from the side and he said, Cinnamon, what do you say about the shear? I used to get that feeling of electricity when he recognized me. And then he took my hand, he grabbed my hand and he was squeezing my hand. And I, I said loudly into his ear, I said, like when I came into the yeshiva over 35 years ago, he looked up at me, his face was shining, and he looked up and he said to me, believe me, I don't have koyach to get off my bed. But when I say shir, I have koyachis. And he said, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, really physically, the Oroin couldn't have fit in. The only reason it fit in is because it's Einam and Hamida. You know what he meant to say? And I heard he expressed this to many other people. He was trying to say, the Kodesh that he gives to say the Shir are coming from somewhere else. They're not coming from the regular human Kodesh. Because the koiches that he had to give over this year were the koiches of Matan Torah. It was the koich of his father, of his grandfather, of his great-grandfather. And that's what he was transmitting to us. Let's all be mechazik ourselves. Bonim, uvnei bonim, oiskim betayra, v'yira. should be able to be mamshech, a little bit of this rainkite, this purity, this Yerushamayim. Anybody who saw him, we can go on days and days. Every tefillah, every kriyashma, every mitzvah. It wasn't. It was one life and every day of rotzna Hashem, doing what's right. That's how we lived a life without anxiety, not being despondent, not falling into to the questions of the day. Stayed focused without a suffix without any question that he what he was doing was right, what he was doing was connected to the Abishtuakurishbah. So I thank you very much. I feel strengthened. I feel strengthened because I'm able to talk about it. I'm able to reminisce. Feel so bad that now it's about reminiscing. Instead of always feeling the Rosh Hashiva was there, we knew there's a person there, there's a Khainiyamagal, there's a person who's there. No matter what, anytime you came back, people would walk by the house, just walking by Rechov, almost 28, get a feeling of security. They're sitting a Yid who's doing what's right and doing what's correct and doing the same thing. And you're connecting to the Brisker Rav and to that golden chain and the, the tremendous purity of Torah and Avodah Hashem. So therefore, let's... Uh, Let's remember and let's do this together. We have to be mashlim. Yiskadal, I'll just finish. Say Yiskadal vi Yiskada Shmei Rabba. I come from Hasidim. And when the Imre Emes, the Ger Rebbe was Nifter, he had three sons who were left over. His older son was the Beis Yisroel. The second son was the Leif Simcha. And he had a younger son who had just got married, was the Pnei Menachem, the few, all future Rebbes. And the Pnei Menachem asked his brother, the Beis Yisroel, I want to daven in your minion. Or should I go daven in my own minion? And that way I'll daven for the Ahmed. 
And the Beis Yisrael told him, the reason you say Yiskadol v'yiskadah Shmei Rabbah after somebody passes away is because when a person passes away, there's some Shem Shomayim, there's some Kiddush Shem Shomayim, which is now, vo- there's a void because every Yid contributes to the Kiddush Shem Shomayim. And the Beis Yisrael said, when the Imre Amos, the Gary Rebbe passed away, there's a really a void, a tremendous void. So we need more Yiskadol v'yiskadah Shmei Rabbah. So you have to go down for the Amrit, for the Imre Amos, because we need more Yiskadol v'yiskadah Shmei Rabbah. It's not only about saying Kaddish. It's about this feeling of being mashlam, the Kiddush Eim Shomayim, Ayid, whose whole life was one saga of Kiddush Eim Shomayim. His whole life, and it was mashpia on those who learned by him, those around him, those who heard of him, and his tremendous prolific svarim, which Pez Hashem, I'm sure, going to come out even more svarim. He created a whole canon of the Briskarov Styrus and Mahalchim, so we should all be zaycha to take it upon ourselves to be makadosh shemayim, and b'schus that we'll all be zaycha bezes Hashem. Ta'achovis adas brias aguv. Tyre should be megino matzla. We should all push ourselves a little more, a little more amelus, a little more chashivus for the eibish to tyre, and that'll be a schus for all of us. It'll be a schus for the neshama of the rosh hashivas itself. We should all be achtoi v'chesed. Thank you so much, uh, Rav um, Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.